Welcome to the podcast, buddy. Well, good morning, brother. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Um, yeah. So, Humanity Plus is the name. It's all things, all things humanity and anything else that we can cram into it. Um, I would like you to tell me just a little bit about yourself. You and I served together in the U.S. Marine Corps. Um, I'm getting a whole bunch of text messages right now. And uh, we were involved in a, a couple of the very first, the initial uh, invasions into Iraq. Uh, and now we're veterans and trying to make it out here on our own. Yeah. Single dads and whatnot. Single dads, yeah. Woo. Tell me about that, man. What's that like? About a single dad part? Sure, yeah. Ooh. It's well, pretty common it's among veterans. Easy. Yeah, it's it is getting more and more common. Um Well, you know, it's not too bad. It's just more time management, but you know, being veterans, we pretty much know how to do that. Uh <laughs> it's just uh well, I hate to say it, but you look around and you see I don't care, I'll be blunt. A lot of lazy parents nowadays, you right. know. And you know, my son gets a lot of accolades on his behavior and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I've never had to really discipline him very much, but it's just firm leadership and explaining and talking to him kind of like an adult. But I see so many people complain or they're lazy or they want to, they still, they have kids and then they forget that now that's their number one job in life. And they just can, it's like, it's like, <laughs> I feel like so many parents treat their kids like pets nowadays. And so. Is that what you mean by lazy? Yeah, yeah, you know, I see so many parents that they put so much minimal effort and they don't realize that, like, that's your number one job. So I feel sad for some of these kids, but it's not easy, you know, I mean, but it's just time management. Um, my son graduated the other day from third grade and, and got a bunch of awards, and it was pretty cool, and I didn't even know he was getting all that stuff. But uh, What kind of awards were they giving out for graduating third grade? <laughs> Like honor roll, getting all oh. A's and, and, and some B's or whatever every quarter. And he got it okay. every quarter. And, and then they do advanced reading and there's like percentages. So he got an award for that because he reads pretty well. But I don't know. It's uh, I see some parents around here. They just, you know, they're out all the time or they do stuff. And it's like, you know, I don't even have, you know. I don't even like having babysitter that much. I try to do it all myself, but exactly for me, it's the the behavior of the kids. You know, I like yeah. you know, some kids are smart, some kids aren't. Some are more athletic yeah. or whatever. But you know, please, thank you, uh, respect towards your elders, stuff like that. That's what I see, you know, missing. And my kids are not allowed to get away with it. You know, yeah. And I, what I enjoy is the daily even when the kids are playing, like after school, I got the neighbor kids over and you know how some kids favor more kids than others. And I have to, it's, it's, I look at everything as a teaching lesson, as a, as a moment to capitalize on, on for my son's rest of his life. Right. Uh, you know, they get in a disagreement or they don't like this kid that much. And I have to say, Hey, I understand. And then some kids are less fortunate. So, you know, some parents got to do what they do. I, 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 well, I don't want to, uh, <laughs> one kid doesn't have many friends and the parents aren't around very frequently. 
Right. So he's always he's needing friends. So that makes some other kids sense the neediness, I think. But I have yeah. everything's fun. It's like it's a training and a learning sure. where he gets to handle it more like an adult. And I love moments like that, you know. We had some guys like that in our unit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Not gonna name any names. <clears throat> yeah. There was this I remember this one guy would come out to the field with He'd bring like two, three different packs of cigarettes, different kinds of cigarettes. So if anybody yeah. wanted a cigarette, he had Marlboros yeah. and Camels and he had Newports. Anybody that needed something, you know? No, and it, it wasn't – he wasn't trying to trade or nothing. He just wanted to be able oh, to be yes. that guy. And, uh, and I, I never said anything about it because, of course, the guys took the cigarettes. But uh, I was kind of like, man, you don't need to do all that. You know, yeah. you, you're, you're here, you're part of the unit, but like he wanted to be accepted so badly. But again, well, we were all raised a certain way and he was not, you know? Yeah. And so he didn't understand that whatever he belonged just because he was there. Anyways. Yeah. Well, and, and as a caveat, I mean, there was a certain clan that was exclusive that a lot of people would love to be part of, but they just didn't have the moxie and what was uh required i wouldn't use the word clan um <laughs> yeah that's a bad word i guess in today's world but I, no it, anybody could be a part you just you got to show up man you know yeah i think i think i think the kind of those inner circles had to do with self-confidence and and stuff like that but so we have a situation which I'm extremely excited about. And you're, you're one of my few friends that I can go down these rabbit holes talking politics, uh, dissecting conspiracy theories, um, just uh -oh. to see if they're true or not, all kinds of stuff. But uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, um, Ron DeSantis's wife, Governor DeSantis's wife, she announced that uh, uh, her husband, Ron, is going to announce his presidential campaign on twitter with elon musk now that's crazy because he hasn't been so big in the headlines because trump has been going through all this crazy stuff and i think a lot of people have assumed that desantis might bow out and just let trump have it um and yeah a lot of trump yeah, yeah and if you're gonna if you're gonna compete with trump getting elon musk on your wagon is the way to do it what are your thoughts on this, man? Are you a Trump guy, a DeSantis guy? Oh man, it's it's complicated. Listen, I I like <laughs> I like both of them. I had the pleasure of being able to protect Trump Jr. and stuff like that. And oh, that's and right. That's I really weird. liked him. Yeah, and uh, I really liked him. I love what Trump did for our country, good or bad. With everybody now paying attention to politics, because. The good side is everybody's paying attention. The downside is that everybody's paying attention and part of everybody are some of the people who don't take time to do any research and they buy into poster slogans or headlines like that. And don't do any effort and they believe it. And and they run their mouths. They're usually the loudest ones and they make no sense. Would you say that's on both time. sides? Yes. Yes, because... A large part I had of to deal with, voting base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to deal with QAnon people all the time. Oh, on, yeah. on the on the you know, on the right. 
oh, it's a master plan and these codes. I said, I straight up some of these meetings, I would stand up and I said, hey, listen, I, I just want you guys to understand you sound like Democrats right now <laughs> with all the hoaxes. I don't think you realize it because we look at the Democrats and go, wow, they really don't rationalize and use their brain at all. And some of these queuing on people, listen, I might offend some people, I don't care, but so you're going to do a cryptic old school, like you rolled out and it's got the code letter and it doesn't seem that way. And I remember telling somebody one time, if this is really Trump's plan right after he lost, that he's going to, he's doing this on purpose to expose more people. And then he's got, he's wanting everybody to Ooh. see that the nation's hurting. Some of these people at QAnon, that believers, you know. But they, but they and, were saying that who was doing what? Trump was doing what? Yeah, he was playing like 6D chess and he was, it was okay that, <laughs> like there was claims that he's actually going to declare martial law because blah, blah, blah. And this and all oh, this weird okay. conspiracy Before stuff. He was saying, yeah. Yeah. And, and I straight look at some of these people and I said, now, wait a second. The Trump that y'all loved and doing what he did while in office, if, to me, if Trump was letting our nation crumble on purpose, that's not the leader I want. So wash that off your brain. You know, that's just not what's going on, you know? Right. But back to the point of who, what, what I think about DeSantis and Some Trump. of those QAnon like guys both. are flat earthers, too. <laughs> that's yes. part of the same I'm, camp, I think. And I'm surprised we have that still. And I'm like, well, everybody can have their opinion. And, and then I have heard some of the flat earth. Listen, you really listen to some of those flat earther theories. They're so well articulated. You're like, well, okay, I can... I can see why you believe that. It's just we have too much evidence to the contrary. Sure, <laughs> sure. But but um, back to DeSantis and Trump. I like them both. I'll just start with Trump. So Trump, I think he deserves. Listen, I don't care. May, the election was not the best ever, period. It wasn't well, I agree. Yeah, you can't change laws. You can't have dropped ballots, blah, 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 all this other stuff. Everything has come to light that everybody doesn't want to even acknowledge or talk about. And the media alone talking about all the lies and everything now, nowadays that we know that was absolutely made up and falsified and everything else. Yeah. Russian, you hoax, know, so the, the Russian, Russian hoax, and all that other stuff. Yeah. Never happened. PP tapes, all this other stuff never happened. Yeah. And then, so two impeachments, two false impeachments to me, I'd be pretty angry too. And almost like he deserves another term and he would reverse some of this junk that's going on. Now we had record. We were breaking records in four years with 100% opposition from the crazy. Well, I, I agree. And, and I have no doubts that Trump would do a wonderful job. My, yeah. my thought and concern here is that uh, DeSantis can have eight years instead of just four. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we all know the type of job that DeSantis would do. And so yep. we know that coming out of a, a first four-year term, he'd have a lot of momentum. Unlike a, a, you know, a Mitt Romney or a, a Dick Cheney, one of these kind of milquetoast candidates that don't fire up the base like guys like Trump and DeSantis do. One of yeah. my biggest concerns, though, is that I think DeSantis can take on Trump and beat Trump. Uh, and I think it would be close, right? But We've got Tim Scott, who is the uh, South Carolina uh, senator, and he's announced his candidacy. 
And if the same characters, Cruz and Paul and all these other guys jump in, they're going to pull Rubio. If I don't know if Rubio would run against his own governor, but they'll pull votes away from DeSantis and Trump will be the clear winner. So well, I that's what I'm thinking. Yep. Because <clears throat> the more that get in there, Trump's looking at what, like 40 percent of the base in most of these primary states. So it almost the more people that get in will draw. You know, you got your you got your Trumpers, which are pretty devout and loyal. Yeah. So DeSantis runs and he have a good shot. But now that it's getting more, that means he gets 40 percent, 46 percent of the votes. It's winner takes all. So he got the majority. Everybody else got a little fraction. So this winner takes all. And that's Trump again. And yeah. if that is the yeah. case, hopefully best case scenario is Trump gets four. DeSantis comes in for eight. We could t- in in that amount of time we could actually get this ship right. Wouldn't that be amazing? Be flourishing. Oh, that'd be phenomenal. Yeah. But if I would support either one, who they're gonna. The one thing I don't like is some of the I love Trump, but some of the childish attacks on DeSantis is like that's not even that's not even true, man. Like why are we going to this link? Here's the thing, Trump. Once he got into office. His policy, foreign policy, economic policy, uh, even his even his executive orders, they were all excellent. He did yeah. more for Native Americans than any other president in recent history. Uh, yep. And that blows my mind because if he got 100% of the Native American vote, it still wouldn't have won him any elections. Like he literally cares about people. Um, but the thing that, that he does badly is he campaigns. He lied about he lied about Ben Carson. He lied about Ted Cruz, and he said in cra- crazy things like calling Ben uh, Carson or comparing him to a child molester. Like he'll do, I think he accused uh, in conjunction with Roger Stone Ted Cruz of having like fourteen affairs, and yeah. Ted Cruz is like, what? <laughs> like just yeah. accuse me of one. You know that would work better. And so when he's on the campaign trail, I think the guy that I was worried about when I. And the first time that when I didn't vote for him, right, that's the guy that comes out. And that's where you get your always Trumpers and and the hardcore headline believing, you know, Trump people. But with DeSantis, I believe he can pull uh, conservative Democrat votes and independent votes because I think people recognize what Trump did, especially now that where we are with Biden. Right. And so they want that conservative fiscal policy and DeSantis can bring it without all the shenanigans they can't stand about Trump. So I do think we're going to see a clash of the titans here. But if all those other guys get in, it's Trump's to win because they'll peel those. Oh, yeah. Because we saw that with Trump taking on Cruz head to head. Rubio and 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 uh, uh, who else was it? Scott Walker, Bobby Jindal, Rand Paul, they all pulled votes away and Cruz could never, could never touch him. He was close, but he could never touch him because, you know, anyways. Well, what concerns me is what if the Democrats try to throw Michelle Obama? Like, well, that's we had eight years of Obama's crap. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, whoever wins, it's like, well, that's a sneaky move because these, these Democrats are so about, they're the racists. They're the ones that care about skin color. And I mean, then they'll say she's the first female, but nowadays they can't even identify what a male and female is. So it's like they'll use all the race and the gender and all that stuff to try to promote her. Yeah. And I don't know. You know, that's what worries me. We're going, they're not progressive, they're regressive. They focus on skin color, they focus on 
the most stupidest stuff and not character based, not merit based. It's it's the most weirdest time we're living in. I think the internet's while well, the studies are showing our IQ levels of our youth are dropping drastically. So yeah. You know. Is that true? Yeah. Oh wow. Who did that study? We've our I forget I forget who did the study. I but I guess it's a national study. Maybe it's an international study, but our this generation's IQ level has dropped. I don't know if it, they were trying to say with COVID and the school lockdowns and everything else trying to excuse it. The fact remains, the IQ level has dropped for the first time in a long time. <laughs> I'm not right here. A new study of human intelligence of human intelligence posits a narrative that may surprise the general public. American IQs rose dramatically over the past century, and now they seem to be falling. Cognitive abilities decline between 06 and 18 across three of four broad domains of intelligence the study found so yeah they're dropping that's yeah hey what are you gonna do not my kids man anyway. <laughs> exactly and that's where the the wheat and the chaff is going to be separated the people are going to actually work because everybody's having a hard time finding people to work something happened with these stimulus checks where people thought there'd be this entitlement mentality took over and nobody wants to work. I had a restaurant owner just the other day at a Mexican restaurant. I know him well. He said a lady in her 30s came in, wanted to be a bartender, did the interview, wanted $25 an hour to be Ooh. a bartender. Bartender? No. And he goes, bartender. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, okay. Well, he was in his mind, he thought, well, that's not going to happen. Uh, you know, plus the tips, obviously. So that's a lot of money. That's well, like, that's I've that's where of. they make their money. You're supposed to make minimum wage tending bar because you make more tips. Yes. But, and then he asked her, he said, oh, well, how many years have you been bartending? She's like, I've never have. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a woman in her 30s. That's a problem. 25 an hour, no experience. Give me, give me all I want, you know? So, mm -hmm. but yeah, if DeSantis too, back to DeSantis, I really like him. I like his firm. I like that he don't care about polls. I like that he gets directly to the cut. And what I enjoy about him so far, we'll see how the campaigning goes when he announces. I I really here in Missouri too, we had some campaigns and I witnessed the governors and it's even it don't matter what the party is. They it's like Kamala calling Joe Biden a racist and then being his VP. It's like, oh, we were it was just campaigning. Like I hate that stuff. I hate that you're going to that link to cut each other down. And then afterwards, it's like, oh, well, it meant nothing. Well, then you're a freaking liar. Like, you know, well, dude, that's what that's what Carson and Cruz did with Trump. Yeah, they didn't. They, they, they're not as, they aren't his VP. But the thing that disheartened me is that we saw a lot of the left's tactics and and mentality in the Trump election. Uh, one thing that really bothered me was Hannity. Hannity, uh, Sean Hannity, you know, purports to be the uh, conservatives conservative, but he went silent on Trump's Democrat history and, yeah. and that type of stuff he really did. And he, he went after Cruz and he went after Carson and I, I saw them playing those games to get Trump elected. And I think that part of me understands like you got a guy that can win. So let's put everything that we can behind him. But at the same time, you know, if we, as, as the party, Republican Party, specifically the conservative faction of the Republican Party, abandon integrity and truth at all, everything declines rapidly. And yeah. that bothered me a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's why I like Shapiro. I get tired man. of it. Ben Shapiro, man. That guy. Yeah. I like him a lot. I've disagreed a few. Th- I don't ever agree with 100% with everybody, but that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. You can, otherwise you're just a, uh, a robot. You know, you gotta, you gotta disagree and have your own thoughts, but I listen to so many things to try to how piece about together the, how about my the twins, man. I've never disagreed yeah. with the Hodge twins, dude. <laughs> Their political stuff is hilarious, dude. Yeah. And they're two Marines as well. Oh, seriously? Yeah. They were they know. together. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. That. They're Marines. Speaking of being a Marine, we, we have about 10 minutes left. Um, one of the things that's important to me is veterans and veterans health and transitioning. Um, I, I've been out for 20 yeah. years. You've been out for 20 years. Um, and I feel like ten. I'm still transitioning out of, what'd you say? I've been out 10. Oh, that's right. You stayed in. Sorry, man. Yeah, that's um, all right. But still, I feel like I'm, I'm still transitioning out of the military and and into civilian life and i'm at a place where i I realize you'll never transition out and Mm -mm. in the past several years uh i've dedicated to managing what it's like to have marine brain veteran brain and exist in a world of people who just don't understand what that's like yeah you're 10 years out um I forget the guys. There's only like a handful of guys that stayed in, you know, and yeah. we all lost contact for a while there, but thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for your service, brother. Um, <laughs> how, how has that journey been for you transitioning and, you know, are there any major struggles and or victories and uh, what's that like? Well, I'll tell you, obviously there's struggles. Life is struggle. Whoever tells people raising their kids that life is a, bed of roses is ridiculous life is struggle period um but in those struggles in those obstacles is and every single was an opportunity to find a way to adapt and overcome and mature yourself and 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 grow so it's been weird i listen after doing the things that we did the adrenaline you know all the stuff fast roping doing this jumping out of stuff the adrenaline's high Right. Then you get in the civilian world and it's like, and you know, we, every day was what, what we did every day was training for missions, practice, practice, practice. And we always had missions. So everything was pretty well structured and we knew what we were doing. And there was a mission. You get in the civilian world and it's, it's just free for all. You get to decide everything with no structure unless you structure yourself. And that's, a slight adaptation, you know, you gotta, you gotta learn that. And then with the adrenaline thing, like, so I, I fell into working with horses and training and roping and riding all that fun stuff. That was a saver, I think, because I was very, a little angry, I guess, but very like, you know, high, strong and, ah, you know, being a Marine for 10 years. And all the war I went to, it's like working with the horses was very therapeutic. And it's a, it's another language between you and the horse. Cause it's body language. It's, but it's a team. It's another team. So it's part of a team again. And it's really cool. So it's very relaxing. And I, I highly recommend equine therapy, learning horsemanship. Do you think getting, that speaking of the adrenaline, a lot of us get out and we chase it and it ends up looking like being drunk chasing women, yeah. using drugs, 
all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, and a lot of guys, you can't sustain that, and it ends in depression. Do you think that there is a way to maintain that adrenaline, or is the answer for the mission-oriented adrenaline therapeutic activities like the equine stuff or, or just being in therapy? Get a good hobby, maybe learn. I'm telling you horsemanship, I really, really think about it. But what I've done is, so I've done that. I've done multiple things. I was an electrician for a little while. I've done some roofing. I've done this because I wanted to learn. Is being you an know? electrician like a, a high adrenaline job? <laughs> no, not unless, not until you ain't get shocked. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I wanted to learn some stuff with my hands, you know, and how to build and how to do stuff. So I'm self-reliant. If, you know, that way you ain't going to call somebody every time you need something done, worked on your home. And it was just fun. But then I was also doing, I was doing protection, executive protection with a company out here, you know. And uh, so that was where the adrenaline could be, you know, okay, more higher end. It's a little, you know, the adrenaline comes at certain times, but it's usually boring for most of it in, until you're in the, in the so crowd and the stuff. But, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we'd sit around for three weeks and then we'd be in a firefight yeah. for three days, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jumping in holes. So, yeah. Yeah. So in between uh, gigs, like sometimes rotations and stuff like that, I would do another fun thing or, or learn something new. I mean, I became a Dave Ramsey coach. I got my health and life insurance license. You know, I, I just, I never stopped learning. I try things. I don't sell it. I went to school for accounting, used my GI Bill. I'm not an accountant. I don't really sell insurance, but I wanted to know money. I wanted to know what goes on because I started to get more of an entrepreneurship and I love Dave Ramsey. I love being a coach and I love helping people with that. Uh, but also I think that's like W2 employees. But if you want to be an entrepreneur and which I think most veterans should follow more of stuff like Robert Kiyosaki and some of his guests that he has on his podcast um, and go after it. And veterans need to realize just like when we're training and doing things if you slip up if you make a mistake that's fine don't be afraid of failure because if you get after failing because that's where you learn oh that didn't work let's adjust let's shift fire do something else i mean there are a lot of successful veterans right now because they took what we learned and they didn't they didn't go negative and they didn't go inward they went outward and started chasing stuff and i think that's the key just keep learning trying new stuff failing learning what works, learning what doesn't, and don't let it bother you on the inside like you're not good enough. You are good enough. You got the training. You got the mindset. Utilize it still outside of the military. Just because you got out, that doesn't mean it's over. That's I life. Think, We've got I agree tools. completely. I, uh, I just think the military, um, it's easy to say they did, they've done a bad job. I don't, I don't know if they even understood or knew that those those exit classes, it was just 40 hours of sitting around and listening to stuff. No, nobody ever told me that, that that was the way forward. I mean, I agree with what you're saying. It's wonderful. It's going to make a great clip for social media. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it, the problem is, uh, where's the coaching for that? You know, does the U.S. government, do they care about us beyond what we're capable of providing for them in a military mindset? Um, because it's, it's difficult to do what you're saying. Like it's very you know, difficult. You you're more disciplined than I am. I'm going to be honest. You know, I I'm very like pressure driven. I'm a single dad with four kids, and so I've got to keep them alive, right? <laughs> and that yeah, drives yeah. me. And I got to keep them successful, and that drives me. But on the weeks that I don't have them, man, I struggle. 
And so all the hobbies that you're grabbing up, I think that's a really good idea. But one of the telltale consequences of and aspects of and signs of PTSD is disinterest. It's like, why? Oh, yeah. Why even try to do that? I had a friend. I have tried it all the time. (laughs) I just always, I hate to be so cliche, but sometimes in those moments, I mean, there are times I've rolled the roller coaster just because it sounds like I'm doing all right. doesn't mean I didn't have my trials and tribulations, but got to find a way to snap yourself out of it and recognize it. Talk, be honest to yourself, you know, JJ did tie buckle, you know, seek, know yourself and seek self-improvement. You know what I'm saying? How do you snap yourself out? I look at it and I'm like, what are you doing? You're being unproductive. And, and when I, cause there are times, man, where you're just like, uh, if I don't want to work out or, you know, but you can't let it go. And I think listening to podcasts like Joe Rogan and Jocko and stuff like that, keeping refreshing that mindset and remembering who you were and who you are, because being in the Marine Corps, it's, it almost feels like sometimes I look back and like, did I even do all that crazy stuff? Was I even there? Was that me? It almost feels like another life, like a, another life. Um, but, and then sometimes I think about Parker and some of the guys that didn't come back with, you know, come back with us from over there. And I'm like, I gotta do it. I, I gotta do well. And I gotta keep fighting to honor them and their memory, you know, because Parker was one of my main mentors. Yeah. I can't let him down. You know what I'm saying? So I, I grab on all kinds of stuff to keep myself motivated. And, uh, it's hard though, man. Like you and I both have had issues with women, you know. So that can You're really speaking for me. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I've had no, some. You know my story. It's yeah, true. And so that can bring you down, and then those those can get you real down low. And that's the point where you really got to cry out. Otherwise, it's well, hard, man. It ain't so easy. that's that's that was that's an important part of the conversation as well when I went through my divorce and all the insane stuff that took place around it, uh, I didn't even know that you had gone through similar stuff, right? Cause we, yeah. we weren't all talking five years ago, like we are today. But when I did, uh, we went to the reunion and then we started talking again. Uh, yeah. you were able to, cause you were, I don't know how many years in the past it had been for you several, but you were able to give me insight that to a T started to come true because you know, I feel like Marines all chase the same type of women, but um, <laughs> like we, we're extremely intense and it's not their fault, but we're going after something that's just as intense that can match our energy. So what do we expect it not to be crazy? You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but the thing is I found so much solace and therapy really uh, in reaching out and talking to you, not just because you went through what I went through with the divorce, but because you're a veteran. So you understand my mindset, you know what I'm saying? So that, that togetherness is a huge part of it. Yeah. And I, I gotta say the Bible, God, you know, there's been times where that's, you know, you fall so far down and only way to look is up and there he is and you submit and you start living by that. Not only do I read the Bible and try to lean on that because listen, for anybody listening, you don't have to believe in God, but I'm going to tell you right now, that book lays out a way to live in life that's going to prevent so much bull malarkey in your life. 100%. And also the Daily Stoic. I listen to, I watch the, or I read, yeah. I have a Daily Stoic book as well. 
though you know it's ancient knowledge and it makes so sense and it's so relevant today as it was back in ancient rome and some of the great philosophers just like the bible it's just as relevant back then as it is today everybody goes through the same junk all the time so you lean on people sometimes think because we're you're in your 30s or whatever and you're this new generation we have technology that we're the smartest well the romans thought the same thing so you know just because we're in this time doesn't mean we all don't experience the exact same thing humans did back then you know yeah man they just didn't have telephones you know yeah they didn't have telephones they didn't didn't have have spacecraft yeah yeah Yeah. hey man i appreciate this our our session is up but we're gonna do it again man because i want to dive into uh your faith and the bible and cold plunging and eating meat and all this good stuff because Our lives are changing rapidly for the better, and I think that we have something to share uh, for other vets, you know, because it literally is about embracing the suck, as your shirt says, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. It really is. I remember crawling under the the freaking barbed wire in boot camp, hauling those stupid ammo cans with a guy that I hated at the time. Oh, man, I can tell you some stories, but we had to work together to get through it, and just embracing the suck was, was kind of the thing. I had no idea it would be so applicable to the rest of our lives, but we need to do this again so we can discuss that. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for being on the show.